go to a grocery store and you see the soda aisle, which drink do you go to? Pepsi or Coca-Cola? When someone asks you, which do you prefer, Coca-Cola or Pepsi, people usually have a specific answer. The products seem very similar and are advertised very similarly, yet people are either one or the other, a Pepsi or a Coke drinker. I'm Isabella, and as we get into the podcast more, I will be teaching you about the Cola Wars, and how the two largest non-alcoholic beverage manufacturers have been competing for supremacy since 1975. This includes Pepsi's massive price change, the efficiency Coca-Cola had to make to be more successful, and the choices consumers had to make between the two products. The conflict between the oligopolies has created a massive worldly debate as to which drink is better, causing a great influence on the economy. When working with a large global company such as Coca-Cola, you want to be as efficient as possible. Efficiency is when a company or business tries to achieve maximum productivity without wasting time, money, or effort. Coca-Cola has been searching for ways to increase income and be more successful than their competitor, Pepsi, and has wanted to merge with other companies internationally to make more profit. In a 2015 article on Forbes' website about Coca-Cola's European merging process, they say, what the consolidated bottling operations will do is trim the extra overhead costs, improve supply chain efficiency, and leverage the best practices of each of the bottlers to improve service to customers and consumers across Western Europe. The company hopes. Reading further into it, Coca-Cola in Europe is expected to make $12.6 billion in revenue that year. This being said, being efficient can lead to really great outcomes, but you need to be willing to take that risk, even if it won't pan out. Pepsi has also done a great job with taking efficient measures for both the company and the economy. In an article by Jessica Lyons-Hardcastle, she says, PepsiCo says its water conservation efforts saved the company more than $80 million between 2011 and 2015. Meanwhile, its broader environmental sustainability program, which includes energy packaging and waste reduction initiatives, has delivered more than $600 million in cost savings over the past five years. PepsiCo has saved money for themselves staying efficient. Later on, she says, Also this week, Coca-Cola announced the company and its bottling partners have met their goal to replenish the equivalent amount of water used in their global sales, volume, back to nature, and communities, as well as improved water use efficiency by 2.5% from 2014 to 2015. Both companies are competing to be more successful, and the outcome means they're being more efficient, making both companies look very professional. Now, before we continue, if you want to learn about the economic benefits of introducing wolves to Isle Royale National Park, check out Sean and Nason's podcast to get the best information about it. Since 1975, there has always been competition between companies Coca-Cola and Pepsi. Starting from the beginning, when the first Coca-Cola recipe was created, it was a huge hit. Millions of gallons of this new product were produced yearly by the time the new brand Pepsi was introduced. The two brands started a competition, as most companies do, to see who would be more successful. 
1933, Pepsi was going bankrupt. So, they decided to change their prices of a 12-ounce drink to 5 cents, whereas Coca-Cola was selling the same price but for 6 ounces. This is where consumers faced a trade-off. A trade-off is when you give up one thing to get something else preferably better. Since many people were Coke drinkers, they had to decide if they wanted to spend more money for less on a drink they really liked or spend the same amount of money for more of a drink they were less familiar with. This concept is also very similar to opportunity costs, the value of the next best alternative given up when a choice is made. People had to give up Coke in order to save more money, which during the Great Depression, it was a risk that people had to take, sparking great success for Pepsi and created money for the economy. In the article, The History of Pepsi-Cola, they say, the 12 ounce bottle debuts in Baltimore, where it is an instant success. The cost savings prove irresistible to depression-worn Americans and sales skyrocket nationally. This improved the economy greatly and brought Americans hope in a difficult time, showing that Pepsi's urge to be better than Coca-Cola has had a large impact on the economy. So, when Pepsi changed their quantity of the drink but left the price the same, they dealt with marginal analysis. Marginal analysis is when a company has to take on a cost to increase sales volumes with the expectation that the benefits will outweigh the cost. This made the choice between Coca-Cola and Pepsi easy for customers because they are saving more money by choosing Pepsi and the Pepsi company benefits from the profit. Pepsi ended up being more successful and took the lead in the competition between them and Coca-Cola. That was the whole purpose behind the Cola Wars. Both companies kept changing their prices to be more superior to the other and gain more consumers. Another factor when dealing with two major companies is supply and demand and scarcity. These two categories are often linked together because when the demand for something increases, the price increases because they become more scarce. The official definition of scarcity is the lack of a sufficient supply to meet all desires and supply and demand is the amount of service available and the desire of buyers for it. This is usually based on price regulations. As stated in the article, Demand for Pepsi, when the price of 12 ounce bottles price dropped, the demand of the product increased. Price of other goods, or in Pepsi's case, substitute goods, can also have an effect on the price of Pepsi Cola. The prices of substitute goods can cause an increase on demand. So, when the demand for Pepsi increased, more resources needed to be produced, which requires more money and makes the product more scarce. So, Coca-Cola had to reduce their prices so that they could gain more profit, since the supply for Coca-Cola went down. Later into the article, they say, Changes in income of the consumers can increase or decrease the demand of Pepsi. If a consumer's income decreases, then the consumer can either buy whatever cola product is on sale or at a cheaper price, or stop buying cola all in general. This is again where consumers face a trade-off and have to decide what the best option is. The whole situation helped the economy more because people were spending more money on the drinks as both companies' prices were changing due to the competition. Pepsi products were scarce because there was a higher demand for their drink. 
This caused Coca-Cola to lower their prices due to people not buying their drink. Both companies are competing to be the best, but they are also making more money for the economy, which benefits everyone in the end. Have you really thought about how the coronavirus is impacting the economy? How many local restaurants and businesses are suffering due to this virus? If you want to get really helpful information on this topic, go check out Caroline's podcast on how the coronavirus has really changed the economy. At last, the Cola Wars had decided a winner, Coca-Cola, simply because for so long Coca-Cola was so successful. This was because they were around longer and more known internationally. There are many manufacturers of Coca-Cola around the world, but Pepsi is not as popular. It is more based in the United States. This plays a role in the circular flow. The circular flow diagram is a cycle that illustrates the interactions between key players in the economy. It uses the resource market, product market, businesses, and households, and how they all intertwine. The resource market is where households sell and businesses buy. The product market is the opposite. Businesses sell and households buy. The businesses buy resources and sell products, whereas households sell resources and buy products. The government also plays a role in this process. The products they buy go straight to the domestic output. So I decided to look at what my classmates thought about Coke versus Pepsi. I posted on my Instagram a poll asking what students preferred, Coke or Pepsi. I ended up having about 136 responses and the results were quite shocking. I had thought that my responses would be around 50-50, but in the end, 108 people voted Coke where 28 people voted Pepsi. This may be based off the fact that Coke is more popular and advertised more, or simply because people like the taste more. So even though Coca-Cola won the Cola Wars, the competition is still impacting the economy. Prices today do still change, and this is still affecting the economy. Although it is not considered the Cola Wars, Pepsi and Coca-Cola are always going to be competing. Pepsi and Coca-Cola have played a great role in the economy. Between the efficiency both companies have used to make very competitive price changes, they have left consumers with a difficult choice to choose between the two products. The points we looked at today hopefully gave you an understanding as to why the competition has an important effect on the economy, especially the Coca-Cola versus Pepsi example. People will still always have their opinions When people go to restaurants, they often ask, do you have Pepsi or Coke products? I personally am a Coke fan, since my family prefers Coke, and we have always had it around our house, instead of Pepsi, but everyone has different beliefs. So, Next time you are making your choice at the grocery store, think about the impact the cans on the shelf have made on the economy. Thanks for listening.